1: Welcome to another exciting edition of Plank of the Week. Here we are uh, at the London Bridge headquarters of Talk Radio TV and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by two stalwarts of Plank of the Week. First of all, Dawn Leeson, newspaper columnist, television star, star of stage and screen, former editor, all of that. Dave Chawner, comedian, uh, token lefty from time to time on Talk Radio. Dawn, why don't you kick us off with your first nomination? All
2: the people that don't understand what the word alert means. (laughs) It's amazing how many people well educated people didn't quite understand what stay alert meant and have gone out of their way to ask the most ridiculous questions about what they can and can't do it's all they don't want a roadmap, they want a sat nav grid reference they want the government to run their lives yes go and live in north korea that's what you want
1: well i mean Students. i'm not surprised i'm not surprised that people as intelligent as sir keir starmer qc Nonetheless, even can't work out what alert means because this is a guy who has to ask a photographer if it's all right if he brings his daughter back from across the road because he's finished filming him doing something. I mean, Keir Starmer's meant to be a clever bloke. You know, I know you're a supporter of his, Dave, but I mean, he doesn't know what alert means. I don't think I'd fancy having him as my barrister.
3: I don't like, I just think that the implications are so odd. Like, why do we need to change it for it? Like, for, people understood what stay well, at the home...
1: Let me Let me walk you through it, Dave. The message now is you don't have to stay at home. You can now go out and meet people, but you just have to be alert. Alert for what? Well, just to make sure that you're adhering to the social distancing that people are asking you to do, to make sure that you don't return to the awfully bad habits of kissing strangers in bars because you've had a few too many. And basically making sure that you behave yourself in a way which is becoming of somebody in the midst of a bloody worldwide pandemic. Mate, I would love to kiss
3: strangers in bars. I don't think my girlfriend would, but I would love that. Well, that's what you
1: think. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, listen, I, I think you're absolutely right, Dawn, because there's an awful lot of them. But isn't it strange how almost all the people who don't understand the English word alert appear to be against Boris Johnson, the Tory government and uh, Brexit.
2: It's only as confusing as you want it to be depending on your politics or in some cases, hello Nicola Sturgeon, depending on the career you want to promote and how much you want to promote yourself. I mean, this is all about the politics, isn't it? It's interesting how many people now seem to want a government to tell them how to do every damn thing. And even worse, a police force But then to enforce them doing the right thing, the amount of people asking the most ridiculous questions. So, do I have to choose a parent I can go and see in the park, or, or can I? What happens if I'm walking down the road and this happens? Oh, stop it! Just use common
1: sense. (laughs) I mean, it's true. The first question that came in uh, on Monday night about uh, from the member of the public to Boris Johnson, right? This was the question: What happens if I go outside? and I find myself in a park to meet somebody that I've arranged to meet, but then somebody else that I know is also there, should I go home? Yes, you should go home, you should staple yourself to a chair, and you should get somebody to seal up (laughs) your front door because you're too bloody stupid (laughs) to be out in public on your own. Dave, what's your first one?
3: Well, this is a really interesting one, because mine follows on from this obviously very easy to follow advice, and my plank of the week would be Andrew Bridgen.
1: Why? Why? What did you? What, are you referring to his appearance on Good Morning Britain with Piers Morgan?
3: I am, and like it was, it was car crash TV in the way that you don't get on the soaps. I thought it was brilliant. It was better than anything that I've ever seen on Corrie or EastEnders. It was just the fact that you could see his heart falling out of his bum, and I just thought that was incredible TV, as the the, the color drained from him, and it was like. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I actually feel bad for nominating him as a plank of the week because I think he's getting ripped to shreds left, right, and centre. But you know what? I think he is. Probably up there for the time. If I didn't uh, nominate him, I wouldn't be doing my
1: job. Yes. I mean, I, I must admit, because Piers Morgan's on at the wrong time, I don't really see a lot of his uh, interviewing techniques, apart from when I have to re-watch them again on uh, on Twitter clips. But Andrew Bridget is a guy that has been into Talk Radio Studios many times. In fact, he was in the tent of Common Sense down in Westminster the day before he declared himself to be showing symptoms of coronavirus. So I wasn't very happy about that. Uh, but that's another uh, another story altogether. But, uh, but I do quite like Andrew Bridget. What did you make of Piers on that one, uh, Dawn?
2: I a lot. Piers is absolutely brilliant at what he does. And, you know, and, and the fact his big thing now is why will none of the Cabinet go on his show, in particular Boris Johnson on Good Morning Britain. Um, and it's like, I have to say, I don't blame them because Piers is... Really, what he does is going to run rings around them. But he does shout at people a bit. And, and, and I, know, I know you're sort of like, you know, you like shouting a bit, Mike. But I'm, I'm more I'm more Susanna. I'm more of a nice, calm debate. Susanna, yes. I think, just does a sterling job on there, I must admit.
1: Well, lots of people remember your very calm demeanour when I was shouting at Femi uh, all those uh, years ago when he came into the oh, studio. <laughs> And you were very well behaved on that occasion, but but very sensible. But, you know, the thing is about about Piers Morgan, and I always say this to people, if you want to nominate Piers Morgan on Plank of the Week, and he has been nominated a few times, I'm not going to support that because he's a mate of mine. And I I do agree that he does a great job. But I think the other thing is that I find astonishing is that any minister or a politician that goes on a show like that without being properly prepared, you just think, yeah. what are you thinking? Why would you not yeah. expect these questions? Why would you think that he's going to give you an easy ride just because you shook hands with him in, in the, the, the green room or whatever you do now, touched elbows, you know, um, and, and, uh, and he smiled at you because he's an attack dog and he's going to go for you. And if you go on his show, yeah. you better be bloody ready. Do you know what I mean? Now, my, I'm going to go back to the king of the planks as far as I'm concerned for the entire year. This can never be beaten, no matter who comes up with the next week and the week after and the week after that. And it is, of course, Imperial College's very own Professor Neil Ferguson, a bloke uh, who not only described the foot and mouth disease as possibly the worst disease to ever hit the animal kingdom uh, in the history of the animal kingdom since Noah's Ark, Right? got that wrong, had loads of animals slaughtered, despite the fact that it didn't need to be done. He then said half a million people were going to die of coronavirus, So we should all hide in our houses for the rest of time to make sure that the disease didn't spread. Then decides to invite his German mistress, Miss Antonia Statz, one of the greatest names of the woman uh, who actually (coughs) ended up shagging him, right, uh, for twice, two occasions while he was supposed to be in lockdown. Turns out not only is she married uh, and not only is she German, but she's also an eco plank into the bargain. She's a uh, she's a, a, a campaigner and has been seen holding up signs against Boris Johnson, against Rupert Murdoch. You know, and apparently even funny, this is like a carry on film now. She's in an open marriage. Right. And not only that, her husband has met Neil Ferguson because they share an affinity with data science. I mean, what more could you want? From this. I mean, I mean, if they'd, if they'd ended sort of Thelma and Louise style going over a canyon in a car, that's about the only better ending it could have had. So he had to step aside, resign. <laughs> he did it literally about an hour after we released the planks from last week. And I thought, no, you're not going to get away with it, mate. You're still going to be added in. You cannot escape being plank of the week. I think this guy's plank of the year. Dave, I mean, you must have laughed when you saw that story.
3: The only thing I disagreed is when when you said that they went off into the sunset like Thelma and Louise, it'd be like over a graph, like or a bar chart, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs>
1: flattening the curve as only they know how. <laughs> well, Dawn, why don't you give us your second one?
2: Right. Okay, I am going to go for Nicola Sturgeon. Quite right. We've gone on to the sort of like you know, stay alert, control the virus, save lives, and Nicola, bless her, is still on stay home, protect the NHS, save lives, um, which. It's marvellous, but obviously this means we now need to start building Hadrian's Wall again in between Scotland and England because the rules in England are so different to what's happening in Scotland. I mean, in Scotland, from what I can work out, there is no need for people to still continue to stay home. I think if they were sensible and they had a a lockdown, easing towards lockdown, like England have, I think that now is a sensible thing to do. Look, I'm not a virologist, obviously, but nor is Nicola Sturgeon.
1: No. And in fact, neither was her chief medical officer, the one who also thought it was a great idea to go to her holiday home in Fife twice, not once, when everybody else was being told not to go anywhere. But there's huge swathes, Dave, of Scotland. I don't know how well you know Scotland, but I know it very well where there's nobody. There's literally nobody there. So the idea that you couldn't get in a car, drive to somewhere like Loch Lomond, right, to a very, very remote part of Loch Ness, to a tiny, tiny little passageway at a place called Apple Cross, where literally nobody is, and you could get out and do a few press-ups, I think that'd probably be okay. So listen, so so you said you're excited for your next one, Dave. Tell us what it is.
3: I am. I want to get the tone of this one right because I don't want to be too harsh, but my next blank of the week is my mom, right? <laughs> and I was on the phone to her the other day and I was saying, how are you finding lockdown? knock down? And I speak to her once a day, just check in with her. And she said, oh, it's great. Don't worry. No, it's, it's fine. What I do is uh, I invite people in uh, to have a cup of tea and a slice of cake. We still stay two metres apart, but that's fine. And I was like, you do what? She was like, I invite him in. I saw someone in the street the other day, invited him in, but we stood two metres apart, so that's fine, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, she's um, obviously ahead of the government on this because that's kind of where they want us to be around about July time. So she's just a couple of months ahead, a bit like uh, Spain and Italy.
3: But, yeah, the point that I'm making is she was a nurse for 40 years. I mean, you would think that she was no better than anyone else. Ridiculous.
1: maybe she should start temperature testing them before they come in the house. Maybe that would be a help of some kind or other Dave's mum, Marion. Well done, Marion for making it onto the plank of the week. My first, my second choice, I should say, uh, is Prince Andrew, who has not been uh, in the public eye for a while. Uh, he's been trying to keep a low profile ever since he was, uh, asked to take a step back, which appears to be uh, royal vernacular for just get the hell out of my sight and never come and see me again. Um, He still hasn't spoken to the FBI or the American authorities, despite the fact that he said that he would um, if his legal advisers said it was a good idea, for which we can only presume his legal advisers said it wasn't a good idea because he might end up in jail. Um, (laughs) Jeffrey Epstein, apparently, has been bankrolling him and Fergie for quite a lot longer than we thought. It now turns out that this Verbier ski lodge that they've got together, which we didn't even know about until about a year ago, which is called Chalet Hellora, uh, which is complete with a sauna, uh, all sorts of bedrooms and bathrooms and you know swimming pools and all the rest of it, apparently owes somebody 6.7 million quid. Now, call me old-fashioned, right? But I don't think I could owe anyone 6.7 million quid without being killed or probably at least having my legs broken. How the hell you run up a debt like that is anybody's guess. I mean, I owe MasterCard a few grand. I don't mind admitting it. But 6.7 million pounds, apparently... This is not even a home that he bought with his ex-wife, the Duchess of York. It's some kind of investment vehicle where they put some money in that they borrowed from some rich friends of theirs, one of whom might well have been Jeffrey Epstein. Um, And then they were meant to continue with the payments and they clearly haven't bothered. So the guy that actually owns the place is now suing them for the 6.7 million quid, which, of course, Prince Andrew will say doesn't have. So he'll either have to get it off his mum you know, who uh, probably, unlike your mother, has uh, taken herself off the public uh, uh, list as well. She's not giving, giving any tea and cake out anytime soon um, because he doesn't apparently have any money, this bloke. I mean, it's quite staggering, Dave, that this is a man uh, who is still somehow being supported by us. I've got
3: a feeling this isn't the last Prince Andrew story we're going to hear. Mm. He's going like to be like the runt of the pack. He's going to be like the Meg of the royal family.
1: Yes, well, I mean, Meghan and Harry are still doing their best to keep him off the front pages, but um, but I mean, even for Prince Andrew, this is a staggering uh, se- sequence of events, Dawn, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm not actually surprised anymore by anything I read about Prince Andrew. I mean, you always have to qualify war hero Prince Andrew. Remember that is that's that's, that's our, our, part of the royal thing now, yeah. war hero. Um, but nothing, nothing surprises me. I mean, the man is just an absolute sleaze
1: bag, isn't he? He really is. I think that's about as uh, fair a comment as you can make. And we should probably leave it there. Tell us about your third nomination, Dawn. One
2: of my um, old next door, ne- well, door neighbours, one of my old neighbours where I grew up in Stratford, in East London, was Sol Campbell. So I've always uh, felt an affinity with the Campbell family and there's lots of them but the former Tottenham, Arsenal and England defender has suggested that coronavirus was deliberately designed to target certain people, mm. um, and the certain people Sol is referring to are, are black people, basically. Now, look, we, we know that our um, um, ethnic minorities are, are suffering more with this coronavirus. None of us know why. There's an awful lot more research going into that, and it's terrible. However, to 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 put, put it out on Twitter as people do these days, um, to, to tweet a a, a, a a theory like that which is just so inflammatory and dangerous when people are scared and people are believing all sorts of things, um, it was just it's just really really irresponsible. Yes. So I'm sorry, salt. Here's my third plank of the week.
1: It's not very helpful. It's also quite explanatory as to why. Uh, he doesn't get very many big job offers because he's also said in the past mm-hmm. that one of the reasons he doesn't get job offers is because of the colour of his skin. When in fact, it's the fact that he's off his rocker. Uh, and that's generally why he doesn't get them. Dave, what do you reckon?
3: Well, You would think that if your name was named after a very popular beer, the money would come absolutely through. I mean, you know, look at Gary Lineker. He's not even named
1: walkers, but he's made
3: billions of risk. You'd think if Phil Campbell did it right, he could just rebrand his name and it'd be worth it.
1: Like, well, he could he, do a he, double whammy because he's named after not only beer but also soup. You know? So
3: exactly.
1: Maybe That's he like could, If you see, if he was clever, he would have devised, he devised some kind of beer flavoured soup and it could have been called Sol Campbell. And away you go. You know, you could be making uh, as much money as you You wouldn't have to go to Southend every day to try and make a living. But yeah, I mean, there are a number of these bizarre conspiracy theories out there, though. Mm. Alongside there's the 5G one. Uh, There's this, uh, you know, the the rumor that that somehow the Americans started the virus in order to discredit China, which doesn't seem to work very well because China hasn't really been discredited at all. Um, But it's incredible how people will pass stories around. And you're quite right, Dawn, in the end, it does become quite dangerous. Um, without any evidence whatsoever. You know, Dave, we also had Carl Walker this week, who's a... I don't think he's going to get named as a plank, but we should give him an honorary mention, who was once again caught in his car, driving about, visiting his sister, and then visiting his parents, and doing all the things that you're not supposed to do, although we can now do them after Wednesday of this week. But, you know, what is it with these people? And then he claimed the old uh, mental health problems and said, oh, yeah, well, of course, I've got mental health issues. That's why I can't obey any instructions.
3: I heard one the other day of someone drove from Cambridge to St Ives in Cornwall and they said I'd had an exam and I was like well not in your head because <laughs> you know you really and they said it was fine I needed to like let... I just think not everyone is struggling at the moment and I actually think generally planks aside one of the good things about the coronavirus is that it's actually brought everyone together and that's why I think this sort of show is more important than ever before to shine a light on the ones that have Yes,
1: and also have a bit of a laugh. Speaking of which, what's your third nomination, uh, Dave?
3: I'm so excited about this, and I've got to go get something. But before I do, I think thanks of the Week, uh, it's a continuous thing, uh, and that's people that continue to use this horrible disease uh, in order to scam people. Yes. I think that... That's terrible. That is awful. I ordered uh, for for my girlfriend's birthday a uh, a doll so that she could hug me when I'm not here. That is what arrived. <laughs> so I would say, for this reason, <laughs> internet scammers That's are horrible. my plan to
1: be. That is horrible. What is that?
3: Eighty quid scammers.
1: You were definitely done. All of well, the good news is you can resell it on eBay for a fiver, and then you've only lost seventy five.
3: I've seen horror stories that are like you know horror films that are less. Disturbing what does it look like that. from
1: behind, as it were? Um, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, actually, uh, that's...
3: it's got a little.
1: <laughs> I must admit, because... that's the first time I've had a, a prop for plank of the week so that's very good very imaginative mm-hmm. of you my yeah. third my third one is the return i have to say of a man who has been on the planks list many times in the past but he's been a bit quiet and it's the one and only Julian moron uh the fox killer the man who of course disappeared from view after beating a fox to death on boxing day while dressed in his wife's kimono uh, and then explaining that he had to do it because it was about to eat his chickens Um, then reported himself to the RSPCA, who spent about four months investigating whether he had done it or not, even though he told them that he had done it. And uh, he somehow managed to escape. Anyway, guess what he's doing now? Not content with suing the government to try and stop Brexit, which he did three times and failed. He's now suing the government through his thing called the Good Law Project to try and say that they deliberately caused the deaths of loads of NHS workers because of the failure to provide PPE. Now, interestingly enough, The people who have died in the NHS from lack of PPE, if you want to call it that, one can't be proven, two, none of them actually worked in um, intensive care. So there's been no deaths at all in intensive care because the PPE has been very good. But the real kicker for this horrible, ghastly, narcissistic and arrogant individual is that he would sue the government and remove money from the government which would have otherwise gone to the NHS and or to buy PPE equipment in order to prove a political point. I think he's dangerous. I think he's ghastly. I mean, he's worse than a plank, but he's definitely on my list.
2: The NHS is funded by taxpayers. Less people with work, less money to the NHS, more people with long term health consequences because of what we're going through now. And he thinks taking money away from the NHS now is a good idea. I mean, the man is beyond
1: well, also, by, by, by lodging the lawsuit in itself, he's caused the government to have to hire lawyers to defend it, which is going to cost us even more money. OK, guys, so now is our time to have the nine that we have now selected reduced it down to three. You guys know how this works. Dawn, why don't you pick Dave's three choices, uh, which I think were his mother, um, that horrible doll, which really still giving me the creeps to think about, um, and the third one, which was... Um, Oh yeah, Andrew Bridget MP, that's right. So why don't you pick the best one of those?
2: Oh, I, I, I'm going to go for
1: the doll, because it's scary. The doll is scary. But here's the thing, um, I, I go with the doll as well, but I do wonder and worry slightly about Dave. You know, he's been in lockdown for a long time. Two of his three planks have been one his mother and a doll of himself, you know? I mean, I know. not <laughs> Comics are supposed to be a bit narcissistic, but that may be going a bit far. Now, what about, um, Dawn, why don't I pick your favourite, Mark, your your favourite one? So tell me your three again.
2: Mine were anybody that doesn't understand the word alert. Yes. Um... Bill Campbell yep. and Ouija McClanky or Nicola Sturgeon. I oh, I think hard. there's
1: no contest. I think it has to be Nicola Sturgeon. Definitely Nicola Sturgeon for me. Uh, she yeah. is the top plank. And I don't think she's actually made the list before. So that's a very good one. Now, Dave, I'm going to have you choose mine. Uh, my three were uh, Prince Andrew, Neil Ferguson, you know, Professor Legover, as he became known, uh, and Jolien Moron, uh, the QC fox-killing barrister. Which one would you choose?
3: Prince Andrew's my plank of the week this week. Prince
1: Andrew's his plank of the week. So, for Neil Ferguson, actually escapes uh, from getting into the top three. So, we've now got Prince Andrew, Nicola Sturgeon, and Dave's, <laughs> Dave's <laughs> doll. <laughs> you might have to supply us with a picture of your doll in case we have to put it out as part of the video, right? Um, I would say... Given the choice there, I would I would nominate Nicola Sturgeon as number one plank. In all honesty, I don't know whether you two would agree. What do you think, Dawn?
2: I I totally I totally agree. I think she's uh, um, she's using coronavirus.
1: Well, you make it uh, unanimous with Nicola Sturgeon.
2: Well,
3: to be honest, I respect democracy. If you two want it, I think that it's one. I'm going to go with
1: that. Well, listen, thank you both for uh, joining us. Thank you both for for being very funny. uh, The doll seems to have affected your signal in some strange way. So you might want to check that it hasn't also been somehow implanted by some Russian um, bot scenario. There it is. Chuck- the, it's the dreaded. Hey, Chuck- it's the dreaded. Is. It's Chucky oh. Chawler. It's Chucky Chawler. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, the plank of the week Nicola Sturgeon. I think everybody would agree that that is a fine choice. Nicola Sturgeon, the woman who's tried to separate Scotland from England and using coronavirus to do so. She is the plank of the week. We'll see you next week.